If you're ready to create more wealth and success in your life than ever before, this podcast is for you. Robert Allen, New York Times bestselling author and real estate investing expert, has helped thousands of people learn how to accumulate wealth and multiply it quickly through real estate investing. If you're ready to move forward faster and create the wealth you've always dreamed about, then we have exactly what you need on No Money Down with Robert Allen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Wealth. And we have our amazing Robert Allen in the house. How are you doing, Robert? Excellent. We've got <laughs> such a great subject. I can hardly wait to talk about I it. I know. <laughs> and excuse, like, uh, our dear Robert, but he's going to be saying a four-letter word today. We're going to use a lot of four-letter words. Yeah, today. I know. So our apologies <laughs> to our audience. <laughs> but so tell us, what is that four-letter word? That four-letter word oh, no. is... Debt, D-E-B-T. <laughs> so um, we got And asked, it's a good word and a bad word. It could be, yeah. Yeah, it could be from a, a bad word would be consumer debt. That is a four-letter word, and that starts with D, and you don't want to do that. You know, That's right. You, don't, you do never want to borrow money to invest in something that goes down in value. That's right. And you only want to use good debt to invest in something that has the potential, can't be guaranteed, but has a potential for either going up in value rapidly or you're buying below the price, so you're immediately buying something with debt that gives you an immediate profit, you know? So, so yeah, that's good debt. So you mentioned that there's bad debt and good debt. So what are some examples of bad debt? Buying a car, bad debt. Buy a used car, don't buy a car. <laughs> well, yeah, you need a car. Okay. <laughs> Be careful. When I got started, the first thing I did, my stupid thing when I graduated from college is I bought a new car. Oh. It was just the dumbest thing I could have done. And <laughs> I had to put a down payment of 500 bucks and a, and a monthly payment I was strapped with. And I had only $1,000 left. Oh, and no. I took that $1,000 and bought a piece of real estate. And that real estate turned that 1,000 into 6,000, turned that 6,000 into 20,000, turned that 20,000 into 120,000, turned that 120,000 into a million so I could pay off my car loan, right? <laughs> so, so I had good debt and bad debt and the same exact uh, investment. But uh, bad debt is buying anything that goes down in value, buying a consumer item. Uh, it's hard to do because we're living in a consumer society. Right. It's easy, it's, it's almost effortless. They're sending you, you know, credit cards in the mail. I know. No if you're going to get a credit card, don't use it to buy, buy stuff that goes down in value. Use mm -hmm. it as a down payment to buy a piece of real estate. <laughs> really? Absolutely. I've, one of my techniques, one of the 50 nothing down techniques is credit cards. Oh. You know, get five or six credit cards, put the other 30, 40, $50,000, go buy a piece of real estate with it oh, and wow. then pay off the credit cards. Kind of and quickly, then use that yeah. same fifty thousand dollars and go buy another one, <laughs> right? <laughs> you so, use it as a line of credit at that point. Exactly, it's your line of credit, and and uh, hey, it's exactly what beginning investors sometimes need to do mm -hmm. to get into the game. And sometimes their parents have been training them that debt is bad. Mm -hmm. Don't go into debt because they probably had that same problem and it ruined their marriage or ruined their life. And so they'll they're going to tell you, don't do it. It's bad. Don't do it. And what you need to know is it is risky to go into any kind of debt. And there is always a chance that things will go sideways. And yet it's a risk you have to take if you want to be financially free. That's right. And I feel like uh, we grow in that society that is scared of debt. Like, to be honest, like my parents, I still remember them saying, hey, you're never going to be in debt for anything. Don't right. even get a credit, a credit card. Right. It's spiritually it's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would just tell me it's so dangerous. Don't yeah. even do that. They would even like cite examples of some of our neighbors being yeah. like, 
so-and-so got in so much debt, they had to lose their house, they lost everything. Yeah, yeah. But that was because they were not smart. So what are some of the smart ways that we can use debt to build our financial freedom? Just make the decision that your financial statement, which represents your net worth. So your net worth is your assets minus your liabilities. Yes, you want your liabilities to be no credit card debt unless it's for used for real estate. Really. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you're going to be smiling on your financial statement when you see a liability, which is debt, that has an opposing side with an asset attached to it, with an equity in it that's growing. And because when you buy a car, immediately drive off the lot, that car is going to have less, it's going to have more debt and less value. That's so right. it, it made you poorer the day you drove off the lot. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that, like for real estate investment, you bought it at a bargain, a lower price. Therefore, immediately your net worth went up. So in my case, and your answer is, don't go into debt unless your net worth immediately goes up. If you buy as a speculator, you're buying properties at retail price. Therefore, your net worth doesn't go up. The only way to make your net worth go up is to hope that the real, that the real estate market goes up in value as the prices increase through inflation. That's speculating. Don't do that. You either buy a property below the market, so you have immediate equity, or you have a plan for increasing its value by fixing it up or changing its value somehow, increasing its rent or increasing its zoning. So you are you you need equity. I want to have equity from buying it low or equity from building it up, from fixing it up high. So if your debt doesn't produce almost immediate net worth for you, don't do it. That's a bad debt. Get out of there. Uh, but now what happens with people that already have debt? Because um, we actually got a couple of questions on social media and people were saying something like, I already have a big debt. What should I do? Should I pay it off or what else should I do? I'm going to give you a little bit longer answer. Should, should you pay off your debt? And if you have a, a lot of debt, the longer answer is until you have the habit of saving, until you've made that as a, as a habit so that you are forcing yourself to put aside a little bit of money every day or every month then going into more debt is going to be an increasing problem for you. It's because you haven't stabilized your life. So I want you to be stable, meaning having a stable income that you can rely upon so you can build a stable budget. So you know that you are living within a budget and then having a saving plan where you're putting some money away. Some people say, should I take the savings and pay off my debt faster? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you an answer that you probably will not believe. Oh, no. <laughs> because you have all kinds of advisors on, on the radio that are yelling at to you, pay off your debt. Pay off every credit card one at a time. And my answer to you is, is different. I'd rather you have the habit of saving and watching it increase. I want the savings account to increase, not your debt to go down. And I know that's going to be opposing what you it's might hear. It's a little hear. controversial, let me exactly. tell you. Yeah. Is it because now you are proving to yourself and you're seeing the results. Then I'm going to I want to have you take that savings and you're going to put it into a real estate investment. Because if you pay off your debt, that it, it is one way you could live to pay your debt off. Yes. And pay it off one at a time until it's all gone. Your the marketplace is exploding all around you. And by the time your credit is all paid off, you know what's going to happen to the real estate market? You cannot the, find more deals. Your, your deals are the deal you could have found. When you were in debt, let's say you're in $30,000 worth of credit card debt, but you've saved your budget. So you're saving 300 bucks a month and you got 3000 bucks in there and it's not much. And now you go look for a real estate deal now, now. 
and find a deal with some highly motivated seller. And I've shown you in other examples uh, and other webinars we've done here, other podcasts, how to find those kinds of deals. But even though you're up to your eyeballs in debt, you found the deal now. Now you need to find the money to do the deal and uh, you can't afford it. You can't afford the monthly payments, you can't afford the credit, you can't afford the mortgage, but somebody can. Somebody could be your partner on that deal. Their partners are everywhere. And you, you say, I found an incredible deal. My credit sucks. My, I'm up to my eyeballs in debt. But if you buy this property, I'd like to partner with you or I'll flip it to you and give me 10 grand. I can pay off my 30 grand in debt. Mm-hmm. And therefore you become an investor immediately. And so I'd say, don't pay off your credit card debt. If you have to wait two years, that's stupid. Stupid. So many amazing things could happen exactly. in those two years. Become an investor now. Just, just be a smart enough steward of your money that saving is now a permanent habit for you have for the rest of your life. And that will be, in my, in my family, my wife is the saver. She just loves to see that money build up. <laughs> just loves it. I'm, me, I'm not as good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm so glad I'm married to her. <laughs> Perfect compliment right there. Um, but yeah, what about in the case of students? Um, we also got a couple of questions from college students mentioning how they were already on student debt. Yeah. But how can they work with their student debt into investing? How can they make that balance? Because I know that it's a little bit hard to balance all the many expenses that you would have in college, as well as trying to save Are a little bit. Are you saying should an, a person buy a property while they're in, uh, in college? An investor while they're in college? Yeah. Would they... Is that a possibility? That's even? an intuitive question. Ooh. If you feel that your college is leading you towards a life in business, then no better way to learn the world of business than to be a college investor, cool. you know, to be investing, to be learning how, how to do this. How, and you can be, uh, maybe make your own class. You call it investing 101. <laughs> you just get no credit for it. You just make money. Right. That's your credit. <laughs> That's an amazing credit right there. So mm-hmm. you, you have part of your time. You, you start learning how to find these highly motivated sellers. I'll bet you there's a roommate you have that has either the cash, the credit, the cash flow, or the collateral to fund a deal you find or one of their parents does. Or even that one super rich uncle that decides to show up. Exactly. Well. So mm-hmm. if you're high in, you know, in, in credit card debt uh, or in student debt, same, same thing. Be, become a real estate investor. Be, be a bird dog. A bird dog is a person who finds real estate deal for rich people. And you don't need to have, all you need is a little bit of time. So say five hours a week. Five hours a week, you're going to just do the normal looking and you might end up with nothing for a month. But you're learning. You're, le- you're learning by having people say no to you. Sometimes you can just say, hey, I'm a student at school. How about giving me a leg up? You know, I'm in, I'm in credit card debt. I'm in student, student, de- uh, uh, student loan debt, you know. I'd like to buy a property where I could l- rent out and make it a rental for me and my, my other buddies in school. Mm-hmm. I know that may be the wrong thing to say to some sellers, <laughs> but that could be a way that you could literally fund your way through college by buying a rental that you put students in with you. So you get free there's housing. never a time yeah, that's where right. you shouldn't be a real estate investor. I'm older now, I'm in my 70s, so it's not something that I like to do, frankly. I've been there, done that a lot. But um, what I like to do is find young people who are beginning like where I was and teach them the secrets that I learned and have tr- taught to millions of people around the world. These secrets work, use them. And there's no better time for us to be an investor. It doesn't matter where you start, but like even as a- as When a is the best time? 
That's right. The best time is now, and it doesn't matter when now is. It's always now. There's always somebody who's just got a notification in the mail today, and they never thought they would ever sell. Mm -hmm. And they got this notification. Could be a notification from a doctor. Could be a notification from a bank. It could be a lawsuit. It could be all kinds of things. That letter changed their life, and they need to sell now. And the now happens every day, no matter what the market is. Re recessions, depressions, you know, uh, expansions, doesn't matter when. Now People is People still time. have problems. Every yeah. single day, there's like a new problem that somebody else is having. Exactly. Yeah. And I also love it how you mentioned that um, even though your circumstances right now as a student, let's say you're in student debt, or even as a regular person who is having a lot of debt from credit cards, you name it, you still have the opportunity to go into real estate investing because there's always that one partner that you can rely upon. Yeah. There's always resources. What are some other ways that you have found resources to uh, stay motivated, even though you had a whole bunch of debt to keep investing? Uh, I've always, the only way to really motivate yourself is to have a strong why. Why did you get in the debt in the first place? Mm -hmm. uh, because you were tempted to live a better lifestyle that you couldn't afford, you know? And so where, where do you really want to be? So I want a person to go out five years from now and figure out what do they really want? What do they want their life to look like? How good do they really want it? What's their dream? And they ask seven questions. What do I want? Really? Five years from now. And the reason I say five years is because it goes over top of all their problems now. Mm -hmm. Right now, they're immersed in their problems. They don't have they that have a vision. hard time yeah. even imagining living mm -hmm. a life that doesn't have these problems. But five years from now, they can hope, they can have a possibility that that could happen for them. So what do you really want? Where do you want to live? What kind of house do you want? How much money do you want to be earning at that time? Who do you want to help you get there? And when you get there, who do you want to be blessing with this new lifestyle that you've achieved? Um, why do you want this? You know, why do you want that kind of lifestyle? Because I want it for my family. I want my children to have a better life than I had. I want them to have a better schooling than I ever had. I want them to live in better neighbors, I, uh, neighborhoods. I want them to have better friends. I, I, I want them to, I want us to travel as a family. I want to create memories for my kids. Uh, good parents create good memories. Bad parents create bad memories. And if you have not a lot of money, you create a lot of bad memories. And uh, good memories can, be, can come with a little bit extra money. And you can afford to dream with these extra these extra sources of revenue. So you need to dream these things in advance. And then you need to go and inhabit those dreams and feel what it feels like to have arrived there and then come back to today. And I know it's upside down for many. They're in debt. Their income isn't what they want it to be. They're not living their ideal lifestyle. I would challenge them to remember what they decided they wanted. Now the how is the seventh question. How the heck are they gonna get there? <laughs> how the heck? And usually people ask that question first and it's the weakest question. The why is the strongest question. Because when they have discouragement, they'll give up. Many people give up too early because they, they don't have a strong why. They never had a why. why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't have a why. But they have a strong why and that's my family and, I, and they deserve it and they earn it. And I love my kids and I love my family. I love my wife. I, I love my husband, I, I want to do this. Let's make this happen. It means it requires some sacrifice, but ultimately it f puts them on the path. And obviously real estate is, I think, the best path for an ordinary person to get to the ideal lifestyle and becoming a small business owner, having a side hustle, 
is better than an, an employee mindset. I would rather they were a, an entrepreneur than an employee, but you still can become wealthy as an employee. It you may take a little longer. Make a little bit longer, buy one property a year, you know, 10 years from now, you got 10. You're still working at your job. You're doing this on the side. It's your side hustle. You can do that. That's, uh, that's the dream. And if you don't have a dream, there's nothing to motivate you. There's nothing not, to get you up in the morning. I feel like that, um, that dream becomes your North Star that truly guides you to that direction where exactly. you want to go. Thank so, you so much. So again. what is your dream? <laughs> I, I know you can get there. And that's why you watch these podcasts and you, you listen to these podcasts. You, You listen to be inspired, to be motivated, to be empowered. You know, I want to empower you with this, with this knowledge so you can achieve what you've always wanted. That's what my dream is, to help you achieve your dream. Thank you so much again, Robert. And thank you to our audience for tuning into this episode. And then again, dream really big, find your why, and that why is truly gonna motivate you to become the best and most successful investor you can ever be. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,